0: to Spirit of Prophecy Church. Good morning, everybody. For those of you here at the church and those that are watching online, we'd love having you. Uh, we hope that you'll continue to join us at 930. This is when church really starts here at the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Uh, yesterday, I did some training for some, a few participants in the School of the Prophets. I'm doing some training every month with them, and so every month you'll be able to get to see them come up and do presentations and teachings that they've learned in the class, or that they've gotten together with a with a group of other people in their in the in the uh, class. So I'm hoping that you're going to enjoy today. I know that you actually will because we're going to talk about the seven churches in Revelation, and we're going to start with Ephesus. And so I'm not going to be able to introduce everybody. Maybe we'll have everybody at the end come up if you don't mind, and we'll just say this is the group that's that's working on being trained, trained to be a prophet. Uh, but first of all, help me welcome Bill and also. Benice. Benice is in South Africa, so I don't know. We're going to be kind of seeing if we can get her in because she's on Zoom right now. And they're going to be talking talking about Ephesus. So welcome, Bill, and we'll turn it over to you.
1: Good morning. Let me pray
0: first, though. <laughs> that might be a good thing today, right? <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you again that we can come here before you throne a room of grace. And Lord, I thank you that they're already prepared. They're already prayed up. But Lord, we just ask for a special anointing to come in this room. Lord, give them the words to speak, let there not be any kind of fear or hesitation, but let there be an excitement. And Lord, I also that you just give them, ask that you give them revelation, give them that teaching anointing as they come and bring this message to the church so that we can all learn, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Good morning, and as Leslie said, we're going to be covering the seven churches in the book of Revelation today. And I'd like to welcome you all to the Spirit of Prophecy Church again. Uh, We're going to start with the Church of Ephesus. And why are these seven churches chosen to receive the apocalyptic message? The meaning overseer, Ephesus was heavily influenced by both its Greek founders and its Roman conquerors. Revelations, seven churches were among the number of early Christian communities in Asia Minor. These particular seven churches may have been chosen to receive Christ's Christ's apocalyptic message because geographically the churches were located in an established circular trade route that brought together the most populous and influential parts of the province. Once the apocalyptic message was given to the churches in these prominent cities, the message would spread to the Christian communities throughout the rest of the providence and eventually throughout the rest of the world. Although the seven letters in Revelation are tailored, To the named churches, these churches and their stated deficiencies can symbolize all churches in one respect or another. The instruction given to Revelation's congregation, therefore, is valuable to the Christian congregations today. Okay, and here's a picture of the church at Ephesus. And as you can see, they put a lot of work and a lot of effort into this church. It's magnificent, even in the ruins that it has today. And here's another picture of the same church. I mean, it just amazes me sometimes, just the architecture, the building skills, and everything else, and how important the spread of Christianity was that they would build a church like this. They just didn't worship just anywhere. They took the time to do this because God was so important to them, and so was the message they were delivering. The church at Ephesus was a significant church, in the first century. It became the base of operations for the Apostle Paul in Asia Minor or modern-day Turkey. Ephesus was located at the mouth of the Castor River on the Aegean coast in the southwestern corner of present-day Turkey. And as you look at the maps, you can see where Ephesus is. And Paul started his ministry right there in Ephesus, but then he spread out to the other six churches also. It was a central location. It was kind of the hub of the ministry where it started. The six other churches Jesus addressed in Revelation were planted by the church at Ephesus. The church had a great pastoral team over the course of time. Paul founded the church. Timothy and the Apostle John also pastored there. Many of the epistles were written to or about Ephesus. Ephesus is a setting for Acts 19. Paul taught daily there for two years, Acts 19, 9. The elders from Ephesus came to see Paul, on his last journey to Jerusalem, Acts 20:17 through 18, and in 1 Corinthians 15:32, Paul says that he fought the beast. The city was originally founded about 1,000 BC by the Greeks, and it came under Roman control in 133 BC. The roads from the city spread out in every direction along the coast and through the interior of the province, and that's another good reason why it was actually a hub of the creation of the church in Turkey. They had roads that went everywhere. It was a good central location. Ephesus was the third largest city in the Roman Empire. Its population is estimated to have been around 250,000 during the time of early Christianity. Rome sent many of its citizens to the province as well as a colonial strategy to protect the interests of the empire. Well, when they sent their citizens, all citizens weren't necessarily Roman. There were other ethnic groups as well. So when they sent these people in there, The church had a major influence on everything that went out through the Roman Empire. It seems that remarkable feats of engineering that kept the harbors of Ephesus from silting up. Some of the major public buildings discovered at the site of ancient Ephesus include the famous Temple of Artemis, public squares, stadiums, gymnasiums, and theaters. And the message to Ephesus, to let go, relax, backslidden. Revelation 2.1. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them that are evil. And thou hast tried them, which say they are apostles, and they are not, and hast found them liars. Revelation 2, 3. And hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hast not fainted. Ephesus a church that abandoned its love for Christ and his teachings. Revelations 2, 1 through 7. Summary of the explanation. Ephesus was a prominent commercial and cultural center of Asia. Christ's letter to the Ephesian church praises the congregation for its deeds, its hard work, and perseverance, and for the rejection of the false apostles. Revelations 2, 2 through 3. Despite its hard work and doctoral integrity, Christ's false The community for having forsaken forsaken the love they had at first in Revelation 2, 4. This forsaken love can mean that the Ephesians have become less devoted to Christ or that the work they did was no longer motivated by love for one another. The letter to the Ephesian church does offer the community hope if they repent and rekindle their love for Christian living, Revelation 2, 5 through 7. And the significance...
0: I'm going to have to stop you guys because we got to listen to everybody else. So, um, Benice, do you have anything else you need to say? Or do you want to say? Just yes,
2: um, I think what's important here is that we take away from this message is that God has always, he has to be our first love. If we lose that, we lose something very important and our foundations begin to crack. So I think this is a lesson to keep the love of God first in your life. Make the Lord your first love.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Those that came with the, the teaching on Ephesus was uh, Bill and then Benice and then also uh, Tracy and Jason Meeks. So appreciate that. Okay, y'all going up? Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Sharonda
3: and my group is Melissa and Mike Ellis. Um, and we are going to be talking about Pergamum. Pergamum. Um, it's also referred by the modern Greek um, from the Pergamons, which was a rich, was a rich and powerful ancient Greece city in Mesa, Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> Revelations two twelve through 13. And to the angels of the church of Pergamos wrote, these things saith he, which hath the sharp sword of two, with two ed- two edges. I know thy works and where thy dwellest even where where Satan seats it we're sorry where Satan's seats is and thou holdest fast by my name and hast not denied my faith even in those days where within and I pass was my faith my faithful mayor Meyer, who was slain among those where Satan dwelleth and that is a picture of Satan's chair Today, all that is left of the city of Pergamon is its ruins, which is now the modern-day Turkey. When Apostle John wrote his letters of the church there, it was one of the most influential cities in the Roman Empire. The people of Pergamon were inventors and innovators. They They perfected parchment made of calfskin and built the world's first Psychological hospital and this psychiatric hospital and this is a picture of the ruins of the hospital.
4: The temple keepers of Asia. That's what they're. They were known as. They're also the healing center with certain serpent work worship. Antipas. Was a bishop of the church, and he was tortured and sacrificed for Christ. Okie anybody? Right there. Ah. Now this this was uh, a bronze bull which was on the top of the altar of Satan. It was actually so large that they put people inside and set a fire underneath it. That's what they did to Antipas. And they they put the head of the person inside the head of the bull, so when they're screaming and crying, it made it sound like the bull had come to life. Uh, This kind of uh, really comes back to the Wall Street money markets uh, the entertainment uh, it kind of sounds like uh, New York City uh, the mental medical conspiracy the uh, serpent yeah whatever that guy's name was <laughs> it's all Greek to me uh, yeah. uh, he was the Greek god of medicine he was a serpent god and uh, according to my studies uh, they would bring people in and make them go through this long tunnel, give them a a concoction that would kind of knock them out, and they'd sleep all night with snakes crawling all over them and around them. And and if they had snakes crawl over them, then that meant that the God, the, uh, the serpent God there, had brought them a diagnosis and a treatment. It sounds kind of iffy like some of today's medicine. Take the vaccine. Uh, No, I'm not going to say that. Wait a minute, I just did. Um, (laughs) Yeah, don't do it. Uh, They were also very much into the torture, which uh, speaks to the torture of the innocent in America today. Romans 12.2, as we were talking about this last night, we... That verse repeatedly came back to us in any number of different ways. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay, end of slideshow. (laughs)
5: Thank you, Mike. Um, I think that he effectively communicated, um, there, you know, there's nothing new under the sun and, you know, we have these ancient histories, these ancient cultures, but we have America who, um, that, uh, that is just really, uh, sinking into sin right now and into corruption. And, um, I just kind of wanted to talk about, um, a different kind of rapture. Um, it's called a rapture of the deep and. It has to do with divers uh, when they go to lower depths uh, for nitrogen narcosis, uh, And it's a change in consciousness which is called, caused by pressure. And we have a lot of pressure happening in our society right now. Um, people are under a tremendous amount of stress, um, a lot of environmental factors and external influences. And so um, divers in clear, warm water, um, they experience euphoria, loss of sense of time, and pleasant sensations. And that's very similar to how people's sin can be. Um, It can appear like something that they want to participate in, uh, something exciting to them. And divers in cold water, they can encounter fear, panic, anxiety, and depression. And a lot of people are going through that too. They're stuck in a really bad place in their lives. Um, They feel captured by their sin. And so um, I wanted to speak to you um, from the Lord where he says to come out from among them. The Lord is crying out to us and telling us to be separate and to be different from what is happening in our culture right now. Um, The good thing about nitrogen narcosis is that it is reversible. And so um, to all of those that are underwater, um, God is reaching his hand into the water. And he's saying, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. Um, And I want you to come into agreement with the Lord right now today. Uh, Out of the depths I have cried unto you, O Lord, hear my voice. Let my ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, who should stand? But I will wait for the Lord. My soul does wait in his word, in his word do I hope. And so when we're going to not be conformed uh, to this world, we're going to have our mind renewed. Um, I speak right now and say that the spirit of God is moving upon the waters in your life. And where the spirit of God is, there is freedom. And so I speak to your mind, your synapses, the neurons in your head. I say that they're uh, lining up with the will and the plans of God. Um, I say that the plans that God has for you, you're being released and set free from all the sin, the terror, and the comforts of this world. God is setting you free from it right now. Um, And God also wants you to know that if you continue that uh, Psalm 130, it says, um, Let Israel hope in the Lord. Um, It says that... um, There is mercy and a redemption and that God loves us. And so what God wants you to know is that he loves you so much. Um, My soul waits for the Lord more than they that watch in the morning, more than they that wait for the morning. So God wants you to be so in love with him that you just can't even sleep, that you wake up every day excited to get up and you want to spend that time with him.
0: God bless. That's awesome. Amen. How do I follow that? I know, amen, right? Seriously, I should have just been <laughs> last and
6: it
7: would have been great, you know? Just be yourself.
0: Amen. <laughs> hey, guys,
6: it's me again. <laughs> Those that know me online. <laughs> um, it was supposed to be me and Any, but it's just me. Um, I, I have a support friend over there. Um, I'm trying to do this and all my paper at the same time. Uh, my church was one of the seven churches chosen to receive the apocalyptic message. It was Theatira, I believe is how it's pronounced. I'm not real sure. Um, but there we go. Uh, what does the name mean? It means that it's the castle of Thea. It's a Greek word. Uh, this church was not on any of the the, the the trade routes. It was kind of a little small and insignificant city by itself, and uh, it was kind of close to one or two, but it was really not on any of the trade routes. Um, it was considered a very small place. Um, the picture that's there is Helios, but actually they held games that celebrated the sun god Triminos. Um, there's an extra T on my slide. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, they held games in his honor. Um, I don't really need this. Let just throw that down there. Uh, let's see. There we go. Uh, The city had a lot of craftsmen's guilds. Uh, the guilds were kind of powerful. Uh, they, you belonged to, if you were an artisan in stone or whatever, you belong to these guilds. One of the most powerful ones is the purple guild. Um, you owned property. It was all yours. You didn't have to pay, I guess, the taxes on it. Uh, one of the things is noted is that no Christian could be part of the guild. Um, and it was said that we weren't supposed to be because it was a very immoral and terrible place to be a part of. Um, The guilds were part of uh, near to Asia. So they did a lot of pagan feasts and partying. And that's why Christians were not supposed to be a part of it. Um, They had a population of about 20,000 people and mostly was made up of Greeks and Armenians. Uh, There are many false prophets that were located there. Uh, Jesus sent a letter to the church, praising them for having grown in faith and in service. Uh, The church's downfall was because it was devoted to a false prophet. And we all know how we feel about false prophets. mm mm-hmm. uh, Which led some of the members to commit idolatry and immorality, which is what we're not supposed to be doing. Uh, and then the last slide is basically the church at Thyatira. There was a woman who was a seller of purple, and uh, her name was Lydia. And she was down at the river, because Paul and them went down to the river to pray and kind of have church on the river. And... Uh, the Lord opened her heart and she was converted and because of what Paul was teaching on so she was his first convert in that city that's it
0: thank you Michelle that was great Um, who were you with yesterday
6: Michelle
0: Enie okay so thank you Enie also
8: I would like to introduce our Citizen from Laodicea. <clears throat> he is blind. He's wearing black cloth, and he's very rich, as you can tell by his socks. So this is a, the poster child of what Laodicea culture was like. I'm going to hand you this. You. So we'll go to the next slide. There, our theme is fire and ice. We're talking about Laodicea. Um, Revelation 3:14. Let's jump into it. And unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans, write. These things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Next slide. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Yuck. (laughs) So we're going to explain this. Now, Laodicea, a lot of people don't know this, but they had no water. They had no natural source of water. And the sources they got it from were like six and seven miles away with aqueducts. And the sources were um, sulfuric. They were like hot springs. And by the time the water got piped in, it would be very hot to start with or very cold to start with on the other side. By the time it got to them, it was lukewarm and nasty. And one of the main um, sources was Heropolis. And Heropolis um, had like, it was like hot springs, Arkansas. Very sulfury. I don't know if you've ever smelled sulfur water. Nasty, nasty. So um, the citizens, yeah, (laughs) they had to make the water either hot or cold in order to use it because it was nasty. I don't know if you've ever even drinking the Texas water here when it's not cold. Not good, right? So Jesus was very pointed in what he was saying. This is very interesting. So that, you know, if you've ever smelled sulfur water, not pleasant, not nice. So they had a lot of things going for them, but man, they didn't have water, which is kind of a, an interesting symbology. So this is what a hot springs in Heropolis. That's a um, modern, day. modern day. Yeah. So they were new. That's where they got their water. So the, the lesson in this point is that God prefers dealing with people who are either hot, zealous for him in their works and abound in good works or cold. They're not converted because he can work with those people. He can't work with the lukewarm. He does not like those who display only a half-hearted zeal toward him. And so we want to be hot or cold, you know. We don't want to be lukewarm. So the next part of this, what's the remedy to this? Jesus calls them out. He's saying, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness, do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. And there's, there's points to this. He's speaking directly to their culture. So here's, yeah, (laughs) they're blind and they don't know gold tried in the fire. What is that? Well, Zechariah 13, 19 tells us what that is and what it does for us. And I will bring the third part through the fire and I will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will say it is my people and they shall say the Lord is my God. So when you try that by the gold from Jesus through the fire, he will hear you when you call on him. Now, <clears throat> Laodicea also was famous for black wool uh, garments. They had this black glossy wool that was famous and they dyed it. They dyed it with the waters of Heropolis and the ingredients actually set the dye, which was unusual um, so the dye wouldn't run out. Um, so they they had a lot of black cloth. That was one of their wealthy um, sources of wealth. Yes. So that you know they had the garment industry. They were wealthy from this as well. But Jesus says, "Buy white garments from me, so you will not be shamed by your nakedness." They they're naked. They they don't know it. They think they're doing great. They are wealthy. They're they've got everything they need. They they have all the money. They are um, and yet their spiritual condition is, is horrible. They're, they're naked, they're blind, they're poor. So in Laodicea, again, another, um, you know, in that region, we find the serpent god, Asclepios. So they were renowned in Laodicea for eye salve and um, other medical um, remedies. But eye salve was one of the most famous. And they also had a very famous medical school. So when he's saying, buy eye salve for me to heal your eyes, um, he's pointing at them saying, you think you've got eyes saved and you, you're all good, but guess what? You're spiritually blind. It was also a very high source of, of money for them. So um, Jesus is very pointed in what he's telling them. It's all about what they do in their culture. Um, so to know Jesus Christ is to get your spiritual sight, right? To be on fire for him is to remove the blinders from the eyes. So I think that's it. Oh, and here's the picture. Wait, this is the picture of the god Asclepios. Very similar to Caduceus, the god of medicine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oop. That's the end.
0: <laughs> well, I want to hear from. I, I do want to hear from Jubilee. Okay. You have insights. You have insights. Too. <laughs> That's part of the drink. Anything you'd like to say, and then also Lou um, about your teaching.
5: Um, so about the Church of the Laodiceans, um, you know, they thought that they were doing the right thing, or um, they just, they would not stand um, sound doctrine. And, you know, they were lulled to sleep, and they were asleep, and they wouldn't wake up. And the Lord loves them so much that he was giving them this warning. Um, and he says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, um, repent, and be zealous, therefore. Just like a um, a father, you know, they love their Children, but when they see them doing the wrong thing, you know they want to just, you know, that's the wrong thing, and they love them so they, they rebuke and they,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I correct that word. Pastor Lou, you have anything?
9: I see different. I'm weird. I know it. So just go with me. (laughs) Uh, The church, Laodicea, is a spiritual uh, thing that is global. But in America, the Laodicean church is America. We're the end times church. And we don't want to be that church. We're not that church here at Spirit of Prophecy Church. But there are many churches that are lukewarm. They're cold. They forgot their first love. And the God of medicine, you know, it's, I mean, does not the Bible come to us right where we are with COVID nineteen and Dr. Fauci? I wanted to put that on there, but we just don't have time. But you know, who is your God?
0: Yeah, amen. Just right. give him some appreciation. Thank you. Good job. What he said. All right.
10: All right. All right. Good morning, everyone. I'm Jonathan, and I helped uh, create this presentation with Pamela. So we're going to be talking about the Church of Sardis, not sardines. (laughs) All righty. So as you see right there, that's where Sardis is located. It's uh, Midwest of the uh, Asia Minor. It's uh, Basically, it's the capital of Lydia. And I looked up the meaning, and it says Prince of Joy. So... um, that's according to Google, but yeah, Prince of Joy. Um, this capital was known for flourishing just by the location uh, and the commercial trade. It was just very wealthy. So whenever you think about Sardis, you could probably think about wealth. And because it was in the center of the commercial trade, um, it invited a lot of different theologies. So it was polythe- uh, uh, polytheistic in its nature. Um, another thing about its wealth, this is one of the first uh, well known cities where the gold and silver coins were minted. so I have a picture of that so you can kind of see um, and again, it was surrounded by paganism and idolatry. so it was actually conquered twice before by the Persian Empire as well as um, as well as the Roman Empire. But whenever Greece was roaming, they had built and erected this temple of Artemis. And you can kind of see in the background, it's grand, it's beautiful, it's everything so that they can worship their god appropriately. So Artemis is the goddess of hunt, the goddess of wilderness and fertility. So you can imagine that they were worshiping her day and night. And everybody had their own type of theology. Um, there were Juda- it was Judaism there. And then we had the sect of Christianity branch off. So uh, back in the day, they knew that Christianity was more of like a branch off of Judaism. But the whole purpose of me showing you this Temple of Artemis is the warning that Jesus gave to the Church of Sardis. You can see how grand and beautiful this temple is on the outside. This is what it is today. You can see that in current day, um, these are the ruins. Um, Not only is this the only place, there's more temples that people worship their gods. So there was actually another synagogue, and it was one of the largest synagogues outside of Palestine. And it was also located in Sardis. I didn't include that picture in here. But ironically, with those ruins, uh, some of the archaeologists kind of uncovered where the temples were built up and the, the synagogue. There was columns, and on this column, there was a couple of Jews that wrote their names but interestingly enough, the Jews wrote it in Greek, so that kind of that that confused the archaeologists because they were like, "Well, they didn't use their their mother tongue, so they just used Greek, and that kind of shows you that these Jews didn't necessarily know who they were, right because whenever you speak your mother tongue, you know like like your lineage, your inheritance, so on and so forth. so we'll get into the warning. Uh, basically, going through it, um, Jesus was mentioning through the through the delivered message. He said that you have a reputation about yourself, and you look very much alive on the outside, but on the inside, you're dead. And so that's kind of going back to how Jesus was uh, making his his remarks with the um, Sadducees and Pharisees, saying that they're whitewashed tombs. How? Outwardly, they're beautiful, but on the inside, that's that's where they're dead. That's where there's no life, right? So this was the main warning, uh, the main issue, and you can tell by basically having a, a society where you can invite all of these religions and you say, you know what? Let's be at peace. We're okay. I believe in this guy. You believe in that guy, and we can, you know, look at this statue, whatever, and we can just be merry, right? This is this is where it went wrong. And that's what Jesus is calling out. He says, you know, just kind of like how we said, do not be lukewarm, right? Be hot or cold. So the thing with this is he's reminding them that, did I not tell you that you're invited? And the parable of the wedding is like kind of like going to heaven um, where you have to clean your garment. He said that you have soiled your garments. You have soiled your garments. So he's telling them that what they once were and what they once knew, they kind of strayed from. They went They went away. So his promise to them, he says, I know that there are a few of you out there and that you've kept true to what I've originally told you. And for those of you, I promise that I will not blot your name out of the book of life. I promise you. And also I will give you a way where you can wear a white robe. Right? And, and that's basically back in the day it was... White Robe is displaying that I am a victor. And through Jesus Christ and through his blood and his sacrifice, we all have that same opportunity today to be victors with him. So, uh, just to sum it all up, number one, do not fall into the same trap. Uh, There's a lot of ideologies, a lot of theologies today. So, there is only one way. And that's Jesus Christ. If I told you and I invite you to my house um, in Fort Worth, I say, Hey, come on over. Your, your first thought might be sure. How do I get there? I can say, uh, just take whatever route, whatever route (laughs) you're probably going to be there like, uh, okay, where do I start? So if I say, take this specific route, well, then now you have a goal that you can reach, right? You have these streets that you can follow. So we had Jesus Christ, right? He has his own word, his law. And his law was love. So we obey, obey his commandments. Um, Next two, exercise your faith. Very simple. Um, You know, pray, fast, seek the Lord in his word. And then three, wake up. If this is you, if you're outwardly a Christian and inwardly, you don't have that, that, uh, that fire in you. Just, just ask him, you know, seek today and use today to, to go back to him. Because there will be a day where there will be a day of trouble. And he will be there to save you. I promise you.
0: Amen. God bless. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. As you can see, um, uh, as the next team is coming up, they have really done their work. They only gave them, how long did I give you all yesterday? 30 minutes? Five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Like 30 minutes in a team. Because, you know, God says we're supposed to be ready in season and out of season. So I said, if, there's, if you're ever going to teach, someone, if someone says, I need you to bring a message, I mean, you have this to fall back to, right? So everybody listening, everybody here, you need to have a message ready, no matter where you are. I encourage you to get that done. So anyway, I'll turn it over to the next team, but I know that you're learning a lot because I am. I'm learning more than I did even yesterday, even when they were coming up here and i can tell that some of you most of all of you actually even went home and finished this up so i appreciate that that's really awesome it shows me that you really were were committed
11: now we don't have any pretty pictures in ours okay, <laughs> okay. <Shh. laughs>
12: uh, man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello everyone my name is uh, dwight and this is my wonderful partner doug and um today we're here we're going to talk about the uh, church of smyrna and um Interestingly, Smyrna was the uh, second church to receive the letter uh, letter from the uh, Apostle John. And uh, if you look back into uh, Acts chapter 19, verse 10, you can kind of ascertain from that that this church was um, established uh, during Paul's third missionary trip to the area. Um, and one thing that I find super fascinating about Smyrna is that, um, you know, it's no coincidence that it's one of the seven churches in the book of Revelation. And then I think we're always trying to answer the question as to you know, why these churches, why Smyrna in um, the book of Revelation. And so as we take a look and take this journey into some of the historical um, components, I think we'll draw some parallels as to what we see present day, especially here in America. So Smyrna was really very well known um, for its engineering, its architecture, its grandiose um, establishments. So they had a necropolis uh, one of the very well-known Acropolis that we'll probably refer to is, uh, or we know of is the uh, Parthenon. So the Parthenon is the temple, but what it sits on is this elevated flat uh, platform. That's the Acropolis. And so for Smyrna, they had this incredible Acropolis, uh, and from the Acropolis uh, was the Agora, uh, which translates to a meeting place um, that ran all the way down to the harbor. And so Smyrna set... It was, a, it was a coastal uh, t- city um, and next to the Aegean Sea, uh, which allowed it to um, uh, engage in a lot of commerce. And so historians believe that the population uh, reached a, a number of around 100,000 people. Um, and so uh, other major landmarks of their architecture and engineering were uh, there was a um, theater or a uh, stadium-type Uh, fixture that could seat up to 20,000 people which if you can if you could build a 20,000 person stadium in today's standards that's that's enormous Uh, also libraries um, and you know so we look at uh, the agora which was the meeting places where everybody gathered so in the middle of the agora was a temple to the god of Zeus and so we get to paint we start to kind of paint the picture of, um, you know, the, the church and what they were experiencing with society at that time. And there was a lot of uh, tribute to uh, gods and emperors. And so interestingly enough, today, if we, if we kind of tie that back to today, you know, presidents are, are given libraries. And so we see libraries in Smyrna. We see tributes to emperors and to gods. And any major city that we go in today, we see just just magnificent buildings. Um, you know, malls, billion-dollar malls where we, we gather, we buy, we engage in commerce, you know. So it makes me think, you know, what are the gods that we're worshiping um, in today's society with with the structures that we, uh, you know, give tribute to? So um, anyways, it was a, a very well-established, uh, architectural-engineered uh, town. And um,
11: So the city itself, it actually received its name from its principal product, which was Myrrh. Greek translate, it's a, Smyrna means myrrh. It's a translation. Now in the Christianity, it was at, uh, in Smyrna itself, it was home to numerous population of Jews. I mean, it was just, in, they, they said it was inconsequential, the actual amount that was there. And the population of the Jewish population and the non-Jewish population That were loyal to Rome. They were very hostile to the Christians. Um, The Christian community itself was persecuted heavily. And they were very much in poverty. When you go to Revelation 2, 9 and 10. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. But thou art rich and I know the blasphemy of them. Which say they are Jews and are not. But are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried; and ye shall have tribulation ten days. But thou, faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Um, last thing is, is um, some people don't know it, but the um, one of the the last disciples of John, and he followed also the works of John and. Paul was Polycarp and he was martyred there. Yeah. All
0: right. All right? Give them some appreciation. Wow. Y'all are awesome. This is a great group. I'm so, so pleased with the group that God has given me to work with to make them prophets of God. So praise the Lord. All right. Um, our last church coming up is we have Brandon coming up. Um, his, his teammate was Esther. Uh, she's not making it this morning, so he's, there's going to be a PowerPoint with his, but he's got a message to bring to you about which church? Philadelphia. Philadelphia.
13: Yes. Yes. You, you might have a few things to say after I read a little bit of scripture. <laughs> so Philadelphia, by definition, is a city of brotherly love. Uh, I'm just going to read the letter, and then, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, Revelation 3, 7, and the angel... Uh, of the church in Philadelphia, write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that, that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say, him that overcometh, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. So I guess just to simplify things a little bit, there's a lot in this, but um, basically it just kind of says keep the faith. Don't waver. Um, and it also, to me, it, it kind of tells you what what the reward is. If you'll hang in there and, and you'll not deny the Lord and you'll hold true to him, uh, it, it tells you, him that overcometh, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go no more out, which uh, to be in that temple would be <laughs> the pinnacle, right? So... Uh, anyways uh, that that was that was our church.
0: Let's give them some appreciation and so if I can have the whole team come on up here, we're gonna um, just give them some appreciation here. Come on team. now the few missing this morning, but come on up here. there's like uh I think including me there's twenty one. So there's 20 people that are in as a team, and so I'm so excited. And also, um, Prophet Sunni is helping me, so you come up here too. So let's give them some appreciation. Oh, no, 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 you go on over there. Yes. Let's give them some appreciation. They did awesome. What did you like about uh, what they brought, somebody? What did you like? And then I'll repeat it. Someone tell me what you liked. Uh, the, history the history behind it right and knowing what that the word meant uh because there's you know there's meaning to names and so that that really helped to me a lot just summing a lot of it up just by just the history and the meaning somebody else what did you like that they brought huh the buildings where you could see the pictures so doug and (laughs) that's (laughs) why i'm teasing (laughs) Now, it does help with pictures, and it kind of puts it in perspective. Um, you know, like these beautiful temples, and then they're just ruins. And, you know, um, it, just, it kind of brings it all back to reality, doesn't it? This is not just words in a book. This is reality. Uh, somebody else, one more thing? Somebody say, what did you like about this? Lose acting, Lose acting. yeah, I know our actor here. You know, when you can really put yourself into the message you're bringing, it's it's awesome because it brings it to life. I mean, I'm a real prophetic act type person and that kind of thing. Just the visual of it is important. A lot of people were visual. We're not just hearers. We want to see it, and so when we can see it acted out like that, and also we can kind of laugh at it, it is, it is also a serious matter. But we can kind of laugh at it. It makes it makes the point. So thank you again, team. I'm so excited to be able to work with you. We just had our first session yesterday, and we have one every month for a year right now, and it's going to continue. Right? Amen. So continue to pray for this team. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. our right, Lord, We thank you. I thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for this team that you've uh, given me to work with. They're in such a blessing. And, Lord, I thank you that they are taking this serious and that they really are devoted to you. They're really devoted to do the work. They're really devoted to seek you, to find out what you want for their lives. So, Lord, I give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. All right, well, hang in there. We'll start our service, other service back up in just a few minutes. God bless well good morning everyone for all those that are watching online and also those here at the church we love having you Uh, i pray that you'll just continue to watch the spirit of prophecy church join us online and also come and visit our church here in just Plano, texas it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood we love texas and it's also it's a little warm right now but you know we have air-conditioned most places it's awesome if you don't have one in your, at least air conditioning in your car, you might suffer a little bit. But we enjoy Texas, so come and see us. We have the prayer meeting coming up September 6th through the 8th. I encourage you to go to watchmanstrumpet.com, sign up. There is a $25 donation fee to come. Uh, but also, you know, you, you, you do want to sign up so we know how many people are coming. It's really important. And for those of you that are coming in from out of town, uh, there's all the information of where you'll get your hotel. Can y'all be quiet back there, please? I'm sorry I'm having to say this online, but I need everyone to be, please be quiet. Uh, so I I just really wanted to say, I hope that you'll join the thewatchmanstrumpet.com. You can go to prophecyclub.com and also sign up that way. But, but come to the September, uh, Solemn September, how's it go? Solemn September Assembly. It's a little bit of, a tug-twister there solemn september assembly september 6th through 8th and you can find all the information there all right so um anyway so sign up for that it's important that you come and lock arms and be united with each other instead of just watching online If you can only watch online and be a part of it that way, then that's better than not. Because we need as many people praying for our nation as as possible. This is not a time to come and pray for yourself. It's not a time to come and pray for the churches even. This is a time to come and specifically pray for our nation and unite as one. Uh, We have a new month coming up starting here on Wednesday. Wednesday. So, just to know that Bible study is canceled, and I changed the date on that. The Bible study will be canceled until Friday, September the 17th. Friday, September the 17th, the, the Bible study will be canceled. Uh, join us again. 930 is when our church service starts. You're missing a you're missing uh, major part of church if you, if you only join us at 1030 much of our, um, the word of the Lord comes forth and the teaching and the things that you need to know start at 930. So I encourage you to do that. Also, there's an intercessory prayer meeting here at the church on Thursday, September the 2nd at 7 p.m. Right, Melissa? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. here at this church. If you haven't signed up for those of you here at this church, you want to do so. So she knows how many are coming. Um, but come ready and, and prayed up and ready to go. Uh, come a little bit early so that she knows that, that we can get that she can get started that Melissa can get started right at 7 pm. Also you can see uh, Carolyn Harper. Uh, those of you that are visiting here, let her know that uh, you want to be on the, the email list for intercessory prayer and she's she, Carolyn are you here. there she is. so if you if you haven't signed up to be, on that list, you need to let her know. Um, Also, the next prophet training meeting will be Saturday, September the 18th. Praise the Lord. Now, some great news. I think it's great news. I'm excited about it. Uh, My family, but more specifically my husband, but my family kept telling me for months, that you need to have your own YouTube channel, you need to have your own YouTube channel, you need to have your own YouTube channel, and I would cry, and I'm like, no, I'll cry. And so they're like, no, you need to, you know, just put your phone in front of you and just deliver the message, I'm like, that's not me. I'm not gonna do it that way. Um, I'm just a, I am just just need things done more decently and in order, more professional. So I said, can I order a backdrop? Yeah, you can order a backdrop. <laughs> it's become quite the production. Don't I need some opening music? Uh, don't I need you know all these things? And then the um, Lord put into me just the idea of what, how it needed to be done. Uh, you'll see here a little video clip here just shortly because it's going to be launched on Wednesday, Wednesday September the first. So you can go to dot www.traintheprophets.com and then click on my YouTube and you'll be able to see the the very first YouTube. Uh, message that I have on train the prophets, so that starts Wednesday. Go to traintheprophets.com, click on on Wednesday, click on for the YouTube, and then you'll be able to start seeing. And I'll probably be releasing at least one once a week, maybe uh, maybe twice a week. But you'll be able to start seeing those messages come forth. I encourage you at that moment though to click on share, like, and subscribe because that's going to help me um, along the way. So I really encourage all you church members, you better at least do that. And all those that are watching online, click that you like it and share it and so forth. So let's see this uh, video clip. This is just a little sample, like a two-minute sample of what it's, what's to come. Hallelujah.
13: Welcome to Train the Prophets. Leslie Johnson is an author, speaker, minister, and an ordained prophet.
0: I'm Prophet Leslie. I'm calling the church to order. Today's topic is, what is a prophet? Maybe some of you wondered, could I be a prophet? Maybe I'm, you're wondering somebody I know. Are they a prophet? I encourage you to go to my website, traintheprophets.com, And to order this book, What It Takes to Be a Prophet. I also encourage you to click on like and share, subscribe, and then you can donate by giving, by clicking on the link below. Email me for questions, Leslie at traintheprophets.com or go to the website traintheprophets.com and see if there's a training session in your area and also see what materials might be on the website that you might like to get. God bless each of you that have endured the sound doctrine and I pray that you receive the spirit of truth because the truth is going to make you free. In John 820 in John 832, excuse me, it says and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Sometimes we say the word it'll let you free. But God says in his word it'll make you free. It'll make you want to do the right thing. The truth will make you free. If you've not accepted Jesus into your heart, today do it. It'll be the best decision you've ever made in your life. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. Make me whole. I choose you today, Lord. I choose you this day. And then ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Your life will never be the same. Prophet Leslie, this session is closed. Don't you love it? I mean, that was the very first one that I recorded. And so, Benice I think I got showed up <laughs> and Venice, you know, just made this little two minute clip. So I'm getting better each time, but I have a crew. I have a crew with me now. I mean, Doug is there. We have Stan come up for a little bit. And then also Melissa and Sharonda. They're making sure my makeup, my hair looks good. My collars look good. And, and yes, it's coming as a judge. I know that I have a judge anointing on me. And that's uh, my, my call is to call the church to order. So when God showed me that, I was so excited because then I didn't have to be concerned about what I was going to wear. All I had to do is sit there and let them change out the beautiful collars, and it's just—it's so exciting to me. At first, I was—I was very hesitant to do this. Uh, it's a different field for me, but, you know, um, I can tell the anointing is there. I'm getting into the anointing very quickly when I'm doing this. And now's the season. Now's the time. So praise the Lord. So please do me a favor. On Wednesday, go to traintheprofits.com, traintheprofits.com, all of you, and click on the YouTube channel and begin to watch for the notifications that you'll be getting as, as ones uploaded and continue to click on those. The more I get, the more likes I get. The better it is for me, sorry, send it, send it out, share it, send it out. yes, I need five thousand immediately so that it goes that you could just click on my own YouTube channel. so I need five thousand that's doable real quick. amen, that's doable, and it's an important message that God, they're only I don't know, Melissa, what are they about twenty 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 to thirty minutes long, probably somewhere in between that, yeah, praise the Lord, so anyway yeah god bless he's uh he's allowing this to happen i'm excited so here we are with the next thing we're going to do (laughs) i think i'm going to pray i think we should do that right let's stand let's pray and soon if you can go around and come up here please don't go down the center please lord we love you so much And, Lord, there's some that could not be here with us today for sickness. And, Lord, you know who they are. Or some are watching online that are sick, they're ill, they're needing a touch from you. And I ask in the name of Jesus right now that you touch them right where they are. Heal them, Lord. Do that miracle. And we command that spirit of infirmity, whatever it may be, to get out of them right now in Jesus' name. And, Lord, you've also not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind. And so, Lord, I pray for your people. I pray for all of those that are, that are baptized in the Holy Spirit, that they're going to recognize the power that they have, the anointing that they have. Let them operate in it. The power and the love and a sound mind. Give it to us, Lord. And as we call upon your name in these days ahead, we're going to have that anointing upon us quickly. Lord, we give you praise, honor, and glory. And we thank you that you're going to do things decently and in order in this place. And, Lord, we want to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. And we're going to set aside every heavy weight. And for those of you that are even watching online, just set aside every heavy weight. And just let the Lord come in to comfort you, but also just give it all to him. Give it all to him. Give it all to him. And I'm telling you, that burden that you're carrying will all of a sudden seem so much lighter. So, Lord, I thank you. And I give you praise and honor and glory. And we thank you for anointing this service. In Jesus' name, and the church says, amen, amen, amen. All right, praise the Lord. You can be seated, and so if we could have soon he come up here. Can you bring that? Yes, and then Lou, Pastor Lou.
9: That's called a Holy Ghost. That was a Holy Ghost hell.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so this is uh, Prophet Sun He. And uh, six years ago, I did not do it mm, the right way. Professionally. The way I should enough, have. Yes. The way I should have. And so um, she kept waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> I didn't know this. But waiting and waiting until one day she's like, you know, you never really put me in the office of a prophet, and I'm like, I didn't. I thought that I did. We've been calling you prophet for quite a while now, and um, she says, "No, I've been waiting for, for that acknowledgement, that certificate." And so I said, "I'm so I apologize. I'm so sorry." And she's right, and we need to do this. Correctly in front of the church here, because she's been a major asset to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Absolutely. It kind of becomes a lot of my right hand here, my left hand, whatever it needs to be. And I really rely on her. Um, so with that, you know, Sunhee, I have a certificate to give you. Why
9: don't you read it? Okay. I'll hold it.
0: This says, Certificate of Completion. This certifies that Prophet Sunhee Young has completed all the requirements. Okay, you're going to have to turn it this way, just a little bit so I can read it. As for ordination as a prophet and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and hereby commissioned to speak the word of the Lord, teach the word, preach the word, and minister in all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and other functions of the church, and is hereby awarded the certificate by Spirit of Prophecy Church. And then it talks about in Isaiah about the being a minister. I can't read it, so you'll have to read that. Uh, 1
9: Samuel 10.5 Samuel yes, Samuel. 1 says... When thou art come thither into the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery, a tabret, a pipe, and a harp before them. And they shall prophesy, and the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. And thou shalt prophesy to them, and shalt be turned into another man. Let it be, when these signs are come to thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. Prophet Soon He Young is ordained to preach the gospel as may have opportunity and exercise spiritual gifts in the works of the ministry to perform all the duties of the ministry as of this 29th day of August, 2021. Signed Apostle Stan Johnson and Prophet Leslie Johnson, Spirit of Prophecy Church. Can you
0: hand me the oil, please,
9: Uh, Luke, the oil, Brandon? Looks nice, doesn't it? You should see it up close. It really looks nice. All except for the signature, that's not so good, but.
0: Alright, send me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Master, our King, our God, I anoint you this day, even as it's been in the days prior to this. I anoint you, I anoint you as King, in the name of Jesus in the kingdom. I anoint you as prophet. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you anoint her heavily, heavily, Lord, that she'll be known in this nation known in this nation as a prophet of yours let her speak the truth of the word let her hear your voice clearly increase dreams increase visions lord increase that anointing every day lord keep her keep her humble keep pride out in the name of jesus and lord right now i anoint her as in that office of a prophet with a strong gift a strong anointing to come upon her in jesus name yeah, we're yes, Lord. yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus.
9: Hand me my revelation oil. Hallelujah. Set it there on the carpet, right beside that. Yes, right there.
0: Just keep hanging her on. Hold on, on to her. Just a minute. Lord, out of her belly is going to flow those rivers of living water. Lord, increase those gifts. Lord, increase the anointing for healing increase the anointing for miracles. Lord, increase the anointing for discernment. Increase the anointing for word of knowledge and wisdom. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus that all is increased. All the gifts are increased in the name of Jesus. And Lord, increase as her and her husband go about doing that deliverance. Lord, let them know ahead of time what they're entering into. Let them have the words already to speak before they, they are praying over someone in the name of Jesus. And give them that revelation knowledge in Jesus' name.
9: Um, there was a shepherd boy that was going to stay a shepherd boy, except God sent a prophet, Prophet Samuel, with a horn of oil, and he went and anointed him. And he turned a shepherd boy into a king. So anointings are extremely important. In the name of Jesus, this oil means nothing, but this oil means everything. This represents the blood of Christ, and in the name of Jesus, I anoint you as an in-the-office prophet to hear the voice of the Lord, to speak it forth with accuracy from this day forward. Lord, I ask you to increase her anointing, raise her up to another level, give her everything that she needs to be to go to that next level, to hear your voice so clearly, dreams, visions, and angel visits, and that she would hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And because you've chosen the role of a prophet, and you are a prophet, you'll receive that prophet's reward in Jesus' name. Crown of discernment,
0: come upon her right now. Crown of discernment, come upon her right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, right now in Jesus' name, that crown to come. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that she receives that anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You
2: receive it. Amen. Yes, ma'am.
0: Amen. (laughs) All right. God bless. Let's give the Lord praise in here. Somebody, Brandon, you're going to have to help her down too. She's a little woozy that now? <laughs> uh, while, um, stay up here, kind of gather yourself a little bit there. <laughs> um, one of the things that we're doing in the training, and you can go ahead and get it ready. Brandon, right. in my, oh, it is? okay So, in this, okay. so we're, um, um, I asked um, Sunhee to bring this. Probably should have had you do it before. <laughs> it's okay. Um, because yeah. we don't always get, that, since we've live streamed now, we don't always get to do it properly about um, offering and offerings, so we're gonna let turn this
2: over to her. I'll let you use my mic. How about that? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. She is my mentor. She's my mentor, and I become more like her. I'm not raising her up. I praise God for it. But I honor her as her position of leader, as woman of God, and the prophet of God but yet she's my mentor. I am blessed, I am blessed. Thank you so much, thank you so much, God bless you. Okay, so we're gonna change the atmosphere here for teaching and sharing. So I did this yesterday for briefly, so this is what we would do. So I know all of you heard many sermons, many teachings, About, oh, (laughs) I can talk when I get up here. (laughs) So two minutes I have. So I know you heard thousand times more about offering and tithing. But I really felt like a lot of people really don't know the basic of that. So I'm gonna share, okay? So we're gonna talk about Malachi obviously. So my, Malachi talks about bringing tithe unto the storehouse. And then he also talked about offering. He said, you rob me with the tithing and offering. Okay, so remember those two. It's two different things. So now I'm going to talk about the tithing, which is tithing is our obligation to God. Okay, Lou, you want to open that? Please, it's not Mickey Mouse. (laughs) So we're going to talk about windows of heaven. So here is windows, represent heaven. And when we come into the Lord, door, our spirit man is alive, right? But he's talking about, he wants to bless us. So he's uh, requiring us to give him a tie, an offering. So now I want to tell you the secret. Okay? He says, "Take, bring the tithe unto the storehouse, and prove me now here with, say, the Lord of Hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven." So there's many windows. So when you tie it to the Lord, opens heaven's windows. Not a windows it's windows. So open the windows of heaven right now. You see, there's many windows. So those who has not been tithing, your window is closed. Your blessing window is closed. It doesn't matter if you go around offering here and there. Okay, you think, oh, I'll do offering here and there. Then he will bless me. No, that's not what it says. So when you tie to me, Windows of heavens gonna be open. When you offering, offering is different. Offering can be many different things. Okay, you can offer to ministers, ministry, mission. You can offer time, you love, you uh, in all kinds of things. But because you offering doesn't, it window is closed. Window is closed. So. When you offer that is a mount of a blessing coming down from heaven. I don't know which window is gonna be open for you, but many windows are gonna be open. Now I wanna share the seas. Well, l- let me read this first. Second Corinthians nine six seven, because I have to back up with the word. But this I say who which is sowed sparingly shall reap sparingly. And he sowed bountifully shall reap bountifully. Okay, so that backs up my talk, right? I'm a little farmer, I do garden. So I know the principle. If I don't plant anything, I don't go look for it. I don't. But when I plant it, I, I go look for it. I go look for it and I look for the harvest. So I plant many different things. Now I have a five raised bed. So according to what I have, that's what I sow. So according to what you have, that's what you sow. You understand? In the Old Testament, it talks about some people bring offering calves and sheep and lambs, but some bring little barley or little uh, the uh, the. Pigeon? Was it pigeon? Yeah. So things like that. So according to what you have to offer to God with cheerfully. You sow what you reap. But when you sow it, sow as offering, window is open for you. And blessing, amount of blessing coming out. You see these waters? This was just a prophetic act. That is what you're expecting. But when you do not... Tied to the Lord, don't look for it because door is closed. Window is closed. Windows closed. So that's a principle. Number one, if you want a blessing, this is what God said if you do this, this will happen. His promise always has an if. So you have to tie. This is our obligation being Christian. Okay? So you're not tithing, but you're offering, that is backward. Backwards. So you have to tithe. Exact amount or more the better. But that's up to you. So I'm not trying to get the money out of your pocket. I'm just showing you the principle. I'm showing the principle. So please tithe. Then your amount of offering. God knows how many beds you have. Okay? So he knows. And he will bless you according to that. Okay? Don't expect blessing if you're not tithing. The tithing open the windows of heaven. If you're not tithing, it's closed. Don't matter what you're offering. Then after that, you begin to offer your time, your heart, your prayer, money, whatever. And time. Okay? Do we understand this? So now you know. Now you know. So may God bless you. May God bless you. May God bless you all right praise the lord hallelujah you know
0: visuals help us to see exactly what the word is saying doesn't it um and that's one of the reasons that you know even on live stream we might get more back to doing some of the the tithing talks just so that you can really see again what the principles of god's word really does say all right we'll turn this over to praise and worship but as the praise team comes up uh, i've got barb Connors here right now and she was on in the training yesterday and I asked um, one of their assignments was to do uh, a poem. <laughs> I said it right, right? A poem um, on love. And I asked her to share her poem, and then we're going to go straight into praise and worship because, you know, um, when you when you do a poem on, especially one of the fruits of the spirit, when you when you just pray and ask the Lord what you He'd have you write, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, what God does, and he does pour it out through you. So we're going to gonna let her share her song. Thank you. Praise the
8: Lord. The title of the poem is A Willing Soul. I'm going to sing it a cappella.
14: The fruit of love feeds the hungry man. The fruit of love calms the storm. The fruit of love heals the broken heart. Brings hope to darkest night. Brings hope to darkest night It shatters walls and breaks the chains It can melt a stone cold heart It turns the captives back to God And gives a brand new start And gives a brand new start The Father's love is at the source His wellspring never ends. And when we are a willing soul, His love can flow through us. So what you give is multiplied. What you give comes back to you. For what you do for the least of these, you also do to Him. You also do to him. Thank
7: you.
13: Thank you. Wow. Wonderful, wonderful. Let's all stand. Father, we boldly come before your throne room grace and mercy. And we cast upon your feet praise and worship today. Lord, may it be a sweet, sweet fragrance upon you. Holy Spirit, move as you will today in this service.
7: You
15: are awesome. You are God. You are an awesome God. Sing that with us. All right, here we go. You are awesome. You are God. You are awesome
7: God.
15: You are all I'm living for today Master, Savior I have come to seek you Jesus, you are all I'm living for today Master, Savior I have come to seek your face To so humble myself and pray. I'm gonna shout it, you are awesome, you are God, you are an awesome God, hallelujah, you are awesome, you are are God, you are an awesome God. Jesus, you have changed my life forevermore, Master, Savior, I just want want the world to know, everywhere I go, I want the world to know, everywhere I go, I'm gonna shout it. Hallelujah
7: heaven would be on this earth and would be expanded on this earth can somebody say hallelujah sing this with us it goes our father in heaven establish
15: now your kingdom all power dominion be to our awesome God our father in heaven establish now your kingdom all power dominion Be to our awesome God, our Father in heaven, establish now your kingdom, all power, dominion. Be to our awesome God, our Father in heaven, establish now your
7: kingdom, all power, dominion you are awesome 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 God
13: Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name.
15: praise for who can stop the lord almighty our god is the lion the lion of judah he's roaring with power and fighting our battles and every evil bow before him our god is The sin of the world, his blood breaks the shame. And every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the lion and
7: the
15: lamb. So open up the gates make way before the king of kings hallelujah the god who comes to save is here to set the captives free who can stop the lord almighty our god is the lion the lion of Judah. he's roaring with power in fighting our battles Every knee will bow before Him Our God is the Lamb The Lamb that was slain For the sins of the world His blood breaks the chains Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb Oh, every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb We praise the Lord. We praise Your name. We praise Your name. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who? Stop the Lord, who oh yeah, my king. Who can stop the Lord, oh my knee? Who can stop the Lord, Almighty. oh my Who can stop the Lord? Oh my Who can stop the Lord? Our God the yes. Our Our is the Lion. lion. The lion of Judah, roaring with power and fighting our battles, every knee will bow before him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains, and every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the Lion and the, the Lamb. Oh, We oh, 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 oh. thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord. Oh, hallelujah! Oh, we oh, praise Your name. Oh, we
0: have ladies on each side that are coming around. I'm going to be praying a prayer in just a minute. And if you want to receive the it, it's anoint your head and your
7: ears. The King,
0: Clothed in majesty
15: And all the earth bejoys All the earth bejoys He wraps himself in light and
7: darkness
15: tries to hide, and trembles at his voice, oh, it trembles at his voice. How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God. The beginning and the end, the beginning and the end. The Godhead three in one, my Father, Spirit, is. Son. Above all names. Yes, you're worthy, worthy of our praise. My heart will see how great is our God. Yes, you are, Father, how great you are. Lay it all out there for me. It's all for you, Father. All for you. Oh, how great is our God. How great is our God. Tell him again. How great is our God. All will see how great, how great great is our God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How How great is our God. God. Sing with me, how great.
13: Glory, Father. Come on, the Lord just deserves
0: our glory today. Hallelujah. He deserves it all.
13: You deserve it, Father. We lay it all out there
15: for you. Jesus, you You deserve the glory. Just
0: ask for the anointing to come into this room. What is it that you need to receive from the Lord today?
15: Just surrender to Him. You deserve the glory. Just raise
0: your hands before God. And the, the more high you raise them, Lord, the more you're surrendering.
7: We lift our
15: hands in worship as we lift your holy name. For you You are, are great, Lord. You miracle so great. There, there is no one else no one, Lord. no one else like you, for you are great, you do miracles so- we lift your holy name, you serve the glory, the glory Lord. and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name.
7: For you are great,
15: you do miracles so Tell him again. There is no one else like you. Oh, we, we serve a God you. of miracles. Love your love you, heaven. For you
7: are great.
15: You do miracles so
12: great. You need your miracle?
0: so great Lord we love you Lord Can the, the Lord praise in here? It's okay. It's okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Is that the last song? Hallelujah. Just turn the music down just a little bit. Just stay in that attitude of worship, though. So the ladies went around and said, "If you wanted to receive this blessing, this this prayer that I'm going to pray." To anoint your forehead and your ears. So if the praise team up here stand, if you can have the pass that around so they can do that. Because they didn't get to yet. Just anoint your forehead and your ears. Hallelujah. You know, when uh, I prayed for Sunhi, I actually I saw in the spirit realm, I saw a crown of gold come upon her head. Um, it's different than the crown that, that I saw that came upon my head. But I saw the crown of gold in a strong, I was asking the Lord, what is that representing? And I said that you will have a, like a crown of discernment. In other words, that's going to be the majority about the crown, the anointing that comes upon our head. Yes, you'll operate in all the nine gifts, but that anointing is going to be stronger in the gift of discernment than anything. And down here, I was asking the Lord, I said, you know what, your people They're probably like, why can't I have a crown? You know, there's crowns. There's seven crowns that's mentioned in the Bible, and the crowns are now they're they're now spiritually, but there's going to be also some at the appearing. But there's there's crowns in the natural in the spirit realm that we can receive now. And uh, so I had them get my book, and um, on page 85, it's called. You hold that for me, baby. Hold book. Hold your mic. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) What's that? So the crown of rejoicing. Um, in 1 Thessalonians 2.19 says, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not, ye, not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? So how do we receive this? You know, in the word we see that Paul wasn't always welcome, right? He wasn't always welcome with open arms. He preached about Jesus. He preached the gospel. He was met with opposition, uh, contention. But the same thing happens to us today. And we need the Lord to send the angels to prepare ye the way of the Lord. We need to pray that the Lord will send forth the angels of the Lord to open up the ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. You need to know the direction that you're supposed to go. So do you want to receive that crown of rejoicing today? This is for the work of the ministry to bring others into the kingdom of God. You pray and ask the Lord to lead you, to guide you, to to show you the direction to go. the angels of the Lord go and prepare you the way of the Lord. He will do that. But you've got to ask those angels to go forth. You've got to send them out. Because you're going to say, Lord, right now I'm going to have this crown of rejoicing. It's going to be on my head. It's going to be up on my head. And you're going to declare it's going to stay up on my head. Because the world is full of sin and guile. And I need them to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And I need you to use me as a willing vessel. Or right, is that you today? Is that you? Do you want that crown of rejoicing? Do you want it now, today? Because it could be yours right now. In the natural, you'll feel it come up on your head. And the spirit, you're going to feel it come up on your head. So what we're going to do is, uh, you know, Prophet Sunni going to go on this side. I'm going to go on this side. We're just going to come quickly. We're just going to anoint you to receive that crown of rejoicing. Amen? And Melissa's going to follow Prophet Sunhi, is going to follow me, but I'm going to start right up here. So, Sunhi, if you want to start over there, just, if you're wanting to receive it, you've got to wave your hand. You've got to raise your hand and say, it's me, I want to receive it. Okay, we're not going to just, we're not going to pray for you to receive it if you don't have your hand up when they come by. You don't have to. But with that crown of rejoicing, you'll find a difference in your life you'll see that there's a presence about you that wasn't there before because you've accepted one of his crowns. You've accepted it. You can go ahead and I'll pray for these up here. Um, Just those of you online, I just anoint you in the name of Jesus. If you can grab some oil, pray for yourself, touch your forehead, touch your ears. You want to know what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, right? You want to have discernment there, but you're also going to hear the Word of the Lord. So anoint your ears to hear the Spirit of the Lord. And then say, Lord, prepare ye the way. Prepare ye the way. And Lord, I send forth the ministry spirits, your angels of the Lord to go forth before me to show me who to pray for. Bring those people to me to ask a question. What's different about me? What's different about this person that you're with? They want you want to say they're different. They're going to see the difference about you. Why are you different? What do I need to do to be different like you? What is it about you? Well, I love Jesus. Do you have Jesus in your heart? That's the crown of rejoicing. You want to have that crown wherever you go so people are drawn to you. We live in a society today. We don't want that contention. We don't want that opposition. We want the people to receive the word of the Lord. Amen. So those online, just be with us for a few moments. But you can be praying that prayer and interceding for us here too. of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray right now for that crown of rejoicing to come up on Alfredo's head right now in Jesus name. Receive it in Jesus name. Lord, I thank you for Brandon right now in the name of Jesus. Just receive that crown of rejoicing right now in Jesus name. And Lord, I pray for Jubilee in the name of Jesus. Just let that crown of rejoicing come forth in Jesus name. Amen. 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 And Lord, i just pray for Sharonda. as she's following me around. Lord, let that crown of rejoicing come upon her head right now in Jesus' name. Don't go down because you're going to follow I me around, you. girl. All right. You can say oh, I get
9: to say something. it's not working there it is okay we ask your anointing to come into the room touch each person also those people online we want to go to another level we want to get closer to you help us to lead people to the lord in jesus name help us to lead people to the lord in jesus name Just a moment longer and we'll get started.
0: hallelujah you know you may be seated by the way you know you have to ask for things of the lord that you know are his will and you know his will is for you to go and preach the gospel and bring the people in that don't know jesus but we're afraid too many times afraid of rejection true but you've got to send forth the angels ahead of you so you don't walk in fear towards that amen That way you know they're preparing the way of the Lord. And someone will make a comment. To stand, they just say hi. (laughs) Sometimes I don't even say hi. They give you a nod, right? (laughs) Do you know Jesus? (laughs) Praise the Lord. So there's anointing upon you. There's anointing upon in this place. You may not sense it, feel it, but there's anointing on this place. You received it, so praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You tell everybody, you have a crown. You have a crown now. It's gold. It's beautiful. And it's called the crown of rejoicing. What happens with the crown of rejoicing? What happens when when you lead someone to the Lord? Do you go and you're like, go home and you reflect about what just happened? Are you rejoicing? Oh, my goodness. If you have not had that experience, you're missing a great joy of the Lord. I mean, you are missing it. When you have the opportunity to lead someone to the Lord, there's not another feeling like it ever. So experience that. Experience. Don't miss it. But send the angels out to prepare the way of the Lord, and it will be done in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you right now for this man of God. I thank you for the apostle, the apostle of this church, the apostle of the ministry, and apostle just in your word. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you anoint him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And Lord, I ask that you give him revelation, knowledge, even as he speaks, giving recallability. And Lord, I thank you for anointing him as a preacher of the word in Jesus name.
9: Amen. Amen. Worthy. Worthy. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Because he was slain, has redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, and has made us under God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard us saying, Blessing. Honor, glory, and power be to him that sitteth upon the throne, and to the Lamb and the four beasts said, Amen. And the congregation says, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We ask for your anointing this morning. We ask for that miracle power to come in. Lord, we know we are the last generation. We know our nation is in serious trouble. But we also know that you are there and you are going to meet the devil at every turn. We also know that you're about to use us in great and big and powerful ways that the prophets of old would have desired to see the days that we're about to see. And while we don't look at the bad things in the world, instead we look and we say, Lord, it's an opportunity to serve, an opportunity to point people to you, and we ask you to give us that anointing. Lord, because we know that wisdom and might are yours. You changeth the times and seasons. You removeth kings and setteth up kings. You giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. You revealeth the deep and secret things. You knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with you. And Lord, we ask you to give us your wisdom, your knowledge this morning. And you would give us souls, not just a few. In Jesus' name and the congregation said, Amen. Amen. What he continues... To tell me to tell you, just get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. There is power in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, God is about to do some big things in the earth. And he wants to use us. If we're ready for him to use us. There's power in the name of Jesus. You've heard this story. I saw it. The man was dead. There was no beat of his heart. Hadn't been breathing for, it seemed like 15, 20 minutes to me, but people said it was more like seven or eight minutes. The one man that had muscles wore out from giving him chest compressions. The the nurse came up, she wore out from giving him chest compressions. Switched back to the muscle guy, he was giving him chest compressions. He finally gave up. The whole world gave up on this man. And I just gently reached down and laid my hands on him and said, Lord, bring him back in Jesus. If I can get to the word name. As soon as I said the name, the name above all names. As soon as I said that word, all of a sudden his eyes were blinking. He took a great big deep breath. The pulse was back strong and he was back there. Why? Because Jesus... He killeth, he maketh alive. He, 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 I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal, and neither can any deliver out of my hand. He has the keys of hell and death. He is the righteous judge. No man took his life. He laid it down and he took it back. He has the power of life and death, and he's saying today to the people that will hear it, I'm about to use you. Amen. He's saying, Spirit of Prophecy Church, he's saying, my church out there, I'm about to use you. It's time to get up off of the pew, off of the bench, and get in the game. There's no bench in the kingdom of God. Everybody gets to play in the game. Everybody, Justin, even people in wheelchairs. Do you think that man can lead some people of the Lord? Let me tell you, he will. We have to get ready. There's power in the name of Jesus. So what he keeps laying in my heart is to talk about his name, the power in the name of Jesus. So we go to Mark 9. Yeah, we've covered this. (laughs) John answered and said, saying, Master, we saw one casting at devils in thy name, and he followed not us, and we forbade him because he doesn't follow us. Jesus said, Don't stop him. Forbid him not. For there's no man which can do a miracle in my name. There's no man which can do a miracle in my name. There's no man that can do a miracle in my name. Except what? He did not speak evil of thee. That's the way we would say it. He's using my name. Let him alone. Okay, now what does that do for us? If there was any question about whether we have the power and the authority to use the name of Jesus, that just removed it. If we say, if we use the name of Jesus, that is the most powerful thing in the universe. It's there for believers we're believers, right? For he that is not against us is for us, is the way we would say it today. Then you jump to John 10. So the Jews came around about him and said, how long do you make us to doubt? If you're really the Christ, speak it plainly. That's the way we would say it. So Jesus answered him, I told you. I already told you, but you didn't believe me. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. There's going to be a time when people will not believe you telling them about Jesus. There's going to be a time when people will not believe you telling them that you're in the last days. But this says that the works that we do will bear witness that there's power in the name we're using. Power's not in us, but it's the power in the name we're using. You believe not because you're not of my sheep as I said unto you, but my sheep hear my voice. Amen. That's the correct time to say amen, by the way. <laughs> my sheep hear my voice and they know them and they'll follow me and I'll give it to them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. We put our name in the book of life and we're the only one who can take it out. John 20. These are written. That you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing you might have life through His name. I believe that Jesus is the Christ. Say it. I believe that Jesus is the Christ. Now say it. I believe that Jesus is the Christ. One more time. I believe that Jesus is the Christ. That's the name. That's the name above every name. That's the name of power. I saw it. Then Peter said, and then repent. And be baptized, every one of you in the, in the name of Jesus. Say it, in the, Jesus. in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Now, you may be saying, yeah, but this is not Bible. Why? I believe it's of God, and I believe it's talking to us today. So this is given to Pastor Dana Coverstone. He's going to be one of the ministers. He's already ministered with us in the solemn assembly last year both September and October, he's coming again here next Monday night, just down the street. So he says, I was standing in front of a hospital and I was watching severe storms all around me. What are the severe storms? We know the interpretation of this. Do we see severe storms? Have we seen riding and burning and looting, people writing filthy words on walls? Have we seen people breaking in and stealing and walking out with thousands of dollars? stuff. We've seen that in the last 18 months. That's the storm. Now, what's the hospital? (laughs) Well, I saw this sign on a church one time. It said a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. That's the church. I believe specifically it's talking about America in general. I was standing in front of a great hospital, watching severe storms all around me, and lots of people rushing into the hospital with bags, luggage, household items. When we see the problems in America, don't we feel like we need to help? Yeah, Yeah, okay, that's what it's saying. An ambulance backed up to the front door, and people ran inside with bags of groceries. The prophets are saying what we're about to see is a food shortage. My agent called me. About two weeks ago, and he said, I have inside information, somebody high up in the grocery distribution chain has said that he has been ordered to see to it that the distribution to grocery stores is being inhibited and in some places stopped. He said, you, you thought you saw a shortage of toilet paper and bounty towels and stuff like that? He said, you had not seen anything. He said, the next few weeks, he's going to start seeing food shortages. Why did the prophecy here say bags of groceries, being in bags of groceries? David Phillips had a dream, saw that the groceries, saw saw that the food, there was a food shortage. Jason Meeks had another dream. I've had nine people. I'm not talking about all just prophets. I'm talking about normal people. See, because in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on... Your old men will... Your young men will... In other words, as we get closer to the end, the spirit of God is going to start talking to more of us more often. Right, right, right. And that's, we want that. Not just prophets, but all of us. I have nine people that have had dreams just since January, just this year. Nine different people. Some of them housewives, some of them workers. Yeah, some of them pastors, a few prophets. They've all seen food shortages coming to this nation. <laughs> What's one of the biggest fears that American has? Because we are overblessed in food. I mean, I was thinking the other day, we're the only nation in the world that has fat homeless people. I've dropped I, just here a block away. Yeah. I thought, that guy, you know, we've got the cart, you know, yeah. got the cart. Mm. I, only America has fat homeless people. Yeah. We are over-blessed. But the one thing we fear <coughs> is no food. What the prophecy is hinting at, I saw people, with the ambulance back to the front door, people running inside with bags of groceries. One had an old brown grocery bag full of day-old bread, with day-old bread written on the back. I think that the saying is that here soon, we're going to start seeing a food shortage in America. Keep going. The pace of the people running was quickened by the lightning and the storms that were hovering over the hospital. It's saying that more trouble is, is coming to America. What about lightning? Did you know that people in the West Coast, California, whatnot, some people have actually seen blue sparks just appear out of nowhere that are starting these fires? These fires have been going on for what, three, four, five years? Crazy fires, they ever place fires. At first we thought, well, it was, you know, Smokey the Bear probably starting them. There's so many of them, so many different, they can't even figure out who's starting them. Well, it's probably high technology. People running as lightning, storms hovering. This is trouble coming to our nation. That's what it's saying. Yet without rain, the man, (laughs) yet without rain, what is California, basically the whole West Coast, lacking right now? I mean, we go to to a faucet and you think, or you turn on a shower, if you're you're in a a hotel with a new faucet or a new shower head, it's like you got to run around to get wet. Because they're afraid to let any water come out. Because in California, they don't have any water out there. Anyway, so yet without rain, the man with the bread yelled at me, Get inside where it is safe. I have enough bread for everybody. I believe it's saying that in the time of grocery shortages, food shortages, gasoline shortages, it's saying, I, God, will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. There'd not be room enough. Let me explain. When it says open up the windows of heaven, that doesn't mean that God caused someone to give unto you. Sometimes he does. But opening up the windows of heaven means I pour you out from me directly to you in a miracle. Get inside. We're safe. I have enough bread for everybody. God's going to take care of us. That's the way we talk about it. That's Texan for you northern people. I learned how to talk. That's also a Texan for you South African people. <laughs> we have one South African watching now. The scene changed. I walked into the building with people rushing inside beside me. They were bumping into me, dropping keys and other items, trying to get in the doors. Above the elevators was a sign that said, Not working today, please use the stairs. It means life is about to get tough. We're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way in some places. It's the Spirit of God telling the church. Okay, let me back up. September 14th of 2000. Let me get my numbers right. 2014. September 14th, 2014 was the start of a Shemitah. It was also the day that two cows were, one was born, one was revealed to the public. One had black and white spots, one was solid red. Takes a while for me to explain it. I've explained it before, so I'll just move on. But I believe it a Shemitah is seven. Like we say a couple is two, we say a dozen is twelve, a Shemitah is seven. This was the start of a Shemitah. It was the Feast of Trumpets. Now, that means something if you understand the Feast. Because when God does something, He does it on feast days. It was the start of, I believe, seven years of plenty. Seven years later, exactly at the end of that Shemitah, it's the end of seven years of plenty. And then after that, there comes seven years of famine. Famine. Guess what Monday week is, September 6th? Feast of Trumpets. That's why we're having our solemn assembly. Monday evening at sundown, we're going to blow that shofar. And we're going to proclaim war against the devil. Because God gave us all power over all the serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall hurt us. It's what we say out of our mouth through his power that matters. It is my opinion, if those two cows are a prophecy, and I believe they are, if I've understood that prophecy correctly, and I believe I have, that means that Monday starts seven years of famine. Hmm. Just so happens that we're getting nine prophecies that says we're about to have a food shortage. Then this says, I saw people rushing inside, and it says... Not working today. There's no elevator today. Please use the stairs, meaning it's about to get difficult. Now, to the person in the world, to the person in the flesh, they say, Oh, I don't want it to get
15: difficult. Oh, no.
9: But to the soul winner, we say, hot dog. People are going to finally start listening to the gospel. They're going to finally start receiving Jesus. Depends on how we look at it, right? If we're standing in the cross, we're not worried. As people rushed up the stairs, they kept dropping things and quickly picking them up. They were running for their life, running for their life. There was panic on every face. It means it's probably what we're about to see. A few doors open and people ask, what is going on? But no one answered. Why no one answer? I think because there's no one there to tell them. Because most of the watchmen are watching TV and they're not watching the Lord. I ascended up a very dark staircase into the, uh, the hospital room. Through a window, I could see storm clouds and fire and lightning. Thunder was shaking the building, meaning more trouble is coming to our nation. Sitting on the bed was the woman with her face in her hands. I recognized her as the emaci- emaciated woman. That means very poor, very almost dead. Emaciated woman who was told to heal before she got up. She was praying and so- sobbing for the church and the lost. Who is the woman? In prophecy, who is the woman? The church. The church, church, okay? So what it's saying is right now the church at large, the people out there that call themselves Christians all over the globe, the Lord is saying right now that, yes, they are doing the one thing, that they are praying for the lost, but they are emaciated. Right now the average Christian doesn't know their Bible they don't know the prophecies. They don't know what time it is. They are not ready to minister. They are not ready to lead people to the Lord. They are emaci- emaciated spiritually. Starving. Yeah. Starving. The prophet says they're starving. you think that's right or wrong? I think that's right. She got up and looked out the window and became afraid. Christians in America afraid? Yeah. yeah. Because they all been taught there's going to be a pre-trib rapture and a little bit of trouble hits. Guess what? Their ship is going to start sinking. Afraid and immediately she sat on the floor shaking. That's what most Christians are going to do. They're not ready. They don't believe in this stuff. They don't believe in the last days. Besides that, if we're in the last days, we don't have to worry because God, Jesus, is going to come in the sky and suck me into the air. I don't have to go through any trouble. Thunder shook the building. Even the floor shook. She said, "Lord." I need to get out of here. Do you see it? Yeah. See, you know what it means, don't you? What's that mean? The, that's right. The average Christian's not working. They're not prepared. They're, they don't know how to lead somebody to the Lord. They can't quote anything past John 3 16. They're not ready, they're not ready to serve. And they aren't looking for Jesus to return. They're looking to perfect, isn't it? Suddenly, the man I see, this is the angel that comes to talk to him. The man I see appeared next to the window and said, I need you to work. Who's he talking to? Jesus right now is telling the church, I need you to work. I need you to go to work. I need you to get up off your duff, get off the pew learn some scriptures, learn how to lead somebody to the Lord, and go to work. Amen. Now, most people say, I don't want to do that. But you know what this group says? Hot dog. It's about time. The people wouldn't listen to me, cut me off. The winter shade came down. They don't want to talk about Jesus. I want to talk about Jesus. Yeah. Like Leslie said, if you have not held the hands of someone and led someone that's a sinner to the Lord, if you've not seen the tears rolling down their cheeks as they give their heart to the Lord, you have missed the greatest thrill in your lifetime. There is nothing better amen. than leading somebody to the Lord. There's nothing. Amen. You got to train them. Got to get them, teach, tell them when to say amen in here. You know. Okay, so... Jesus, this is the angel, says, I need you to work. That's what he's saying to the church. She kept her head down and said, but, 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 but things are crumbling around me. Oh, no. When well, she's supposed to be saying, hot dog, let's go to work. <laughs> the man bent down and put her face in his hands and says, now look, look, the man, this is the angel. This is God telling us, God promising, I will go through the fire with you, but you must work now. Now, the fire. What's the name of Demetri Dudeman's book? Through the fire without burning. Say it again. Through the fire
8: without
9: burning. God is going to lead us through the fire. You know what that is? That's a guarantee. Amen. He's saying, if you'll God work, I will be with you. Yep. You will walk through the fire without burning. Amen. That's what we're looking for. That's what we've been praying for and preparing for all the... Wait, we don't want the trouble to come. I don't want to see it come. But I want to see people saved, and since as long as they're fat and happy, they don't need Jesus. If it's got to be, it's got to be. Amen. I will go through the fire with that with, with you, but you must work now. He repeated. Why did he repeat it? I will go through the fire with you, but you must work now. Why did he repeat it? Because... Come on, give me the verse. Mouth, really yes! In the mouth of two or three, we witness to let a thing be established. So when he repeated it twice, he said, you can count on this. Amen. When we got nine different dreams from people that don't even know each other, saying there's about to be a food shortage, saying there's about to be trouble, guess what we can count on? It. Nine, we can count on it. So he says, I repeat it. I will go through the fire with you, but you must work now. And put his hands on her head, and then look at this, oil spilled over her. God is going to say, I'm going to anoint you if you'll go to work, if you'll start walking, if you'll start preaching, if you'll start using my name. 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 If you'll start using my name, you can see miracles. Amen. He wants to give you souls. Right. Amen. How many want souls? Amen. How many want souls? I'm giving you a little here, here, this open book test. <laughs> she said, Lord, how can I do this? You know, that's the average Christian. Boy, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I, I think God is saying, and I, now that we've established that, but I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can't. That's right. See, now you're starting to fill in the blanks. Lord, how can I do this? He said, I, I have anointed you, and I will lead you, and I will guard you. I can do it. I can't, but I can. See, I can't, but I can. He can, right? You know, to some people, this is depressing. But to those people ready, we're saying, Oh, God. it's about time. I want to see Justin come out of that wheelchair. I want to see Vincent get a miracle. I want to see Christian get a miracle. I want to see miracles pop all over the room, just left and right. With people screaming, jumping up and down, hollering. Remember what he told I told you, I promised I was not lying. August 8th, 2015. Saturday night, Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon. Tomorrow morning, what do you want to say? And I heard words. This is the time of miracles. Miracles like no one has seen. Going all the way back to Adam and Eve. As the judgment hits, so are my miracles. You tell them. I will never leave them nor forsake them. That's the same thing as saying here. As the judgment hits, Amen. you're supposed to fill in the blank here. It's supposed to be a conversation. Okay? As the miracle hits, so my, as the judgment hits, so are my miracles. Lord, how can I do this? He said, I've anointed you. I will lead you. I will guard you. I was an invisible observer. I noticed smoke coming in the doorway. And the man spoke and said, get out while you can and take who you can with you. Now, what's that talking about? Is that saying that we need to leave America right now? I think that there is a time. No, I know there is a time that God will tell us to leave this nation. But not now. Now, we're about to go to work now. Not now. It's okay. Well, what's it saying? Let's go on. He then repeated it. Get out while you can and take who you can with you. It's saying, come out of the world. Be you separate, saith the Lord. And helped her get up and then disappeared right in front of her. She went to the door and covered her mouth with her sleeve and the hallway was engulfed in flames. The sign on the wall said, I want you to think about this. I want you to... See, if you come up with an interpretation, because I think you can. Okay, so the hallway was gulfed in flames, meaning this is a time when America is in a lot of trouble. Probably engulfed in flames literally means engulfed in flames. I don't know if that's just buildings burning. I don't know if that's suitcase nukes. (laughs) I don't know how bad it's going to get. But it's saying America is in trouble. The sign on the wall said fifth floor. Now, what does that mean? Hang on. So she started beating on the doors. She, meaning the church, has finally started waking up a little bit. Beating on the doors, yelling for people to come out. Come out! Come out of the world! Receive Jesus! Most doors stayed shut. The people inside yelled, Leave us alone! One door opened and they screamed, Leave us alone and stay put for your own good. Trust in man. And stay. Yeah. That's what most of them are saying right now. The man said, slamming the door shut. The woman ran down the stairs. Now, here we go. Now we're on the fourth floor. Okay, so we've gone to the fifth floor. Now we're down to the fourth floor. The woman ran down the stairs to the fourth floor. Beating on doors. Begging people to leave and follow her. It's saying, leave the world. Leave the sin. Turn to Jesus. Accept Jesus, right? Okay? This is what the church is supposed to be doing. What we was supposed to be doing for the last 50 years and hadn't done it. Begging people to leave, follow her. Parts of the ceiling were falling and someone even caught on fire. Their hair caught on fire. She patted out. So this is saying, church, you better understand that trouble is going to hit you. Church is going to hit you. But you have to be prepared to simply pat it out and quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. You did catch it. Ah, you're a sharp group. No, we're not going to quit. That's what we've been looking for. Patted it out. A few doors opened. And a few people hesitantly came out. Or we would say it this way. A few people's doors to their heart opened. And a few people finally accepted Jesus covering their heads and coughing due to the smoke. The woman ordered them saying, beat on the door, snatch them out if it needs to be. Now, why does it say snatch them out? See, right now, we're kind of polite with Jesus. You know, well, I'm, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I, I, I go to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how many times we actually say, are you a Christian? Have you asked Jesus? And how many of you ask, ask <coughs> I'll put it this way. How many of you have asked someone in the last 30 days if they have Jesus in their heart? I love it when I'm on tech support. Because they always ask the same question at the end of it. Is there anything else I can do to help you? I say yes. Do you have Jesus in your heart? And she says yes. I said, good for you. So every time, I know what you're going to do. You're going to start calling tech support all the time, right? (laughs) I think it's saying, beat on the door, snatch them out. He's saying, it's time for us to be more direct with Jesus. It's time for, look, if we got that mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, if we got that friend down the street, the co-worker, the business worker, that we know is not saved, it's really time to start talking to them directly. What does it say? Beat on the doors, snatch them out if needs be, so they knocked, but a few responded. But only, we would say, but only a few responded. A group of about six people now went down to the third floor. Okay, so we've gone from the fifth floor, the fourth floor, now we're to the third, then down to the second floor. My question is, what is the first floor? What is the first floor? So they went to the second floor. When they got to the first floor, a group had grown to now about 45 or 50, all covered in soot. Their clothes were torn from falls and jumping over debris, burning in the corridors. They were sweating and moving quickly, frantically, beating on the doors, begging people to get out of the building as it was very safe. Some people were getting out when the building got hit by lightning, causing more ceiling tiles to fall, Catching some clothes on fire. Steel beams fell on others. They had to be dragged out from the debris. They were beating doors and yelling for people still in the rooms to escape. Now remember, I'm asking you, what is the first floor? We're going to come back. Hang on. The building shook again. What do you think that might be? Oh, man. He got it. My open book test. Do you know the prophecy say the next big thing to hit America is earthquakes? Right down the center of the country. The New Madrid. Yeah, the New Madrid. I said that right. I keep wanting to say New Madrid. It's New Madrid, New Madrid. Fall. So the building shook again. And the woman cried for them all to get out while you can. So the churches finally at this point started to wake up. Get out. Get out. When it's saying get out, it's not saying leave America as much as it is he's saying leave the world. It is time for you to receive Jesus. Because the truth is here, it's not about just saving the flesh. Saving the soul, right? Okay. The clouds looked ominous, appeared to have demonic sneers in them. Once out, they all turned and watched the building shake. Once out, they all turned and watched the building shake. There probably more trouble, more earthquakes. They watched the people inside. Oh, look at this. Quietly reading watching TV as the smoke was filling their rooms, oblivious with no fear. That's Americans. The group watched and wept. So this is a group of people outside. This is the church. They're looking back at the world that are still caught in the world. Seven more people, adults and teens came out the door, thanking and hugging those who had got them to leave. They embraced as an extremely loud thunderclap sounded. Here it is, here it is. As the hospital collapsed, like the Twin Towers, dust and debris, the ground was leveled, and the people inside were gone. What's the first floor? What's the first floor? Let's go back. Let's look. I've looked quite a bit. Okay, so we have the fifth floor, and it now begins to start the fires. The building starts falling. The fall of America will start with... Where did you guys hear that? (laughs) So the fifth floor is the start of the fall of America. Uh, that's the most likely interpretation. And I think you're right. That's kind of what I think. So then the fourth floor, floor, it gets worse. Second down, third. First floor, it gets real bad. There's now a large group of people all running out, jumping over the debris. But finally, finally, uh, where was it? Here, 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 here. I got it. So finally, the hospital collapsed. So, we can't escape the, the fact that if the hospital is referring to America, and that's where the church is, that's where the woman is, right? So, we can't escape the fact that is saying that the people inside were gone. That's the end. Oh, no, there's more. Hang on, hang on. So, this is the final sentence. This is the angel talking to him. He said, then the man stood saying, the setting sun is soon, and the work this side the bride will end. Go into the highways and the byways quickly. Knock on every door for I am coming soon. What's the first floor? Is it the fall of America or is it the return of Jesus? Is it the fall of America or is it the return of Jesus? Is it the fall of America or is it the return of Jesus? Or could they both be fairly close? (laughs) Good point, huh? Let's read it again. So the setting sun is soon. What's the setting sun referred to? Um, Would you agree it's got to be something to do with the return of Jesus? Right? Okay. The setting sun is soon. The work this side, what does this side mean? This side is before Jesus returns. That side is after Jesus returns. So what it's really saying is the return of Jesus right here, right? Okay. The setting sun is soon. The work this side for the bride will end. When does the work for the bride end? I do not think it's the day that Jesus returns. The Bible says that the night cometh when no man can work. In one of Dmitry Dudeman's visions, he said, I was looking down at, <clears throat> at the water. And, and the angel said, fish now, because the fishing will end. And he says, but I looked and the water was all muddy. He said, I couldn't see the fish and the fish couldn't even see the bait because the water, water was all muddy. I believe that's where we are right now. He said, then I looked up the stream and I saw a patch of clear water coming down the stream. And he says, then I knew that I could see the fish and the fish could then see the bait and then I could catch them. Meaning, when the trouble hits, the debris is going to clear. They're going to be able to see Jesus clearly. That's when a lot of people are going to come into the kingdom. Then the voice spoke to him. He says, fish now. Fish while you can. Because the fishing will soon end. When can we not fish? Well, when they're handing out the mark of the beast, and they're killing Christians, anybody who doesn't have the mark of the beast, obviously you can't be witnessing for Jesus. If you want, unless you want to die. Which is not so bad either. But anyway, <clears throat> let's go back to it. So the set... <laughs> look, not my, far, far, not, not, not my fault, that we got started late. By God, deliver the message. Is that okay? Okay. So the setting sun is soon. The work this side, this side for the bride will end. Go into the highways and the byways quickly. This is the Lord telling us, go to work quickly. Knock on every door for I'm coming soon. Now, let's back up, back up, back up. We're not done. We're going back to Bible here yet. So, it's saying now we are at the, soon we'll go to the four, the three, the two, and the one. Now, what does that, what does that mean? Does that just mean that there's a countdown? Or does that mean that it's five days, five weeks, five months? What do you think? Truth is, I don't really know. And truth is, I really want to think that America has more than five years. But, you cannot escape the conclusion that it could be five years. Could it be that we only have five years of soul winning left? I don't think we have five years of return of Jesus because we know the tribulation is seven years. We absolutely positively know that. So I don't know. But I don't think it's going to be too long before this is going to really be speaking to us. Now, got a couple more scriptures here. Now let's go to Acts. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you that the day is going to come very soon that you're not going to be able to go to a grocery store with a vac- without a vaccination. That's right. You're not going to be able to get on a, on a plane or go to a, a movie theater or go to a ball game without a vaccination. Oh, we went to a ball game yesterday. And they required, they said, no, it's got to be on the back of the right hand for you got, got a stamp to go in you got I said, Mm-mm, I ain't taking it right, it's got to be in the right hand. So she held up the stamp, I said, I'm going to take it in the right hand. She was there, she saw me do this, I said, he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand of the forehead. And that no man might by sell, save he had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. Where's the number of my hands, number 603 and six. I'm not putting on the back of my right hand. She was holding it up, so I went boom, except for it was like boom. So I just got a little, I meant to wash it off, but it did make a pretty good point. I didn't take it on the back of my right hand. There's a time coming when not only is, are you going to have to have a vaccination to buy or sell, but the time is coming when you won't be able to buy or sell without that market abuse. I'm saying, and I believe the Lord is saying to us that there's going to come a time when we will not be able to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. Now is the time. I think everybody needs to make a commitment to themselves. And also we've got to pray because we can't open the doors of the heart of the sinner. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. No one can call... Jesus Christ, Lord, except the Holy Spirit draws them. But if we start praying, asking, God will give us opportunities. But it's saying, time is running out. He's saying, church, go to work. He's saying, so, he commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken to you more than God judge you. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. He overcame them by the blood of the Lamb. See, we got that testimony. If we have a testimony, then we have to talk about Jesus. Amen. We have to talk about Jesus. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them. What did the prophecy say? He said he's going to anoint us with oil. He said he's going to be there to guide us and protect us. He's going to. August the 10th of 1994, Tex Mars spoke at the Prophecy Club. That morning, I resigned from my 13-year career. Saturday morning, uh, Leslie asked me to go out to the garage and get an audio tape. So, you've heard the story. So, I walked out into the garage, closed the garage door behind me, and I said, Lord, it's not a joke. I'm throwing away a 13 year career here. I got a mortgage. I got car payments. I got a family. You know, I have to know that you're calling me to leave my full time job and go into this prophecy club thing. I have to know that you're doing it. It's not just something I want to do. I thought, how can I put it to test? How can I know? Ah, I know. Now, all of this is happening as I'm going to dig out the audio tape. I know. I said, Lord, if you're calling me to do this Prophecy Club thing full time, then I would like for you to have a prophet call me before Monday, a prophet that I know to be a prophet, and say these words to me, to tell me that, yes, I'm supposed to be doing this, that you'll be there to guide and direct and protect. In Jesus' name, I opened the door, walked in, handed the tape. About an hour later, Hex Mars called. He's gone to be with the Lord now. He says, uh, we're all packed up. We're just about ready to leave the hotel. And I'm impressed the Lord to call and say something to you. He said, this thing about you leaving your full-time job and going to serve the Lord, I just want to let you know that I think it's a, time, it's a thing whose time has come. And I want to let you know that I believe it's of the Lord. And I just wanted to let you know that God is going to be there to guide you and direct you and protect you. Now, me being the sharp character I am was like, McFly, did you catch? I think God is saying to us all, he is going to be there to guide and to direct and pray. He's going to give us the anointing just like the prophet prayed for us this morning. He's going to give us that. We're about to go to a new world. Literally a new world order. But we're about to go to a new world spiritually. We're going to walk in new anointings. We're going to have dreams, visions, angel visits. The angel that spoke to Dimitri said, The day will come when I'm going to talk to all of you then, the way I talked to Dimitri then, or back then. We are going to... We're going to see what prophets of old desired to see, but didn't get to see. And yet here we are biting our fingernails saying, oh no, trouble is coming. But not us. We're saying, Amen. hot Amen. dog, trouble is coming. You're sick, then. <laughs> not if I'm a soul winner. Amen. I don't want to see our nation hurt. I don't want to see trouble come. I live in the same world. I like the restaurants just like you do. But his kingdom's got to come first. It's got to come first. Okay, one more verse, and we'll close. Acts 4.30. (laughs) By the way, i got a lot of them. By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and the signs and the wonders may be done by the name, by the name, by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they all filled with the devil and began to speak with the word of God. No? No, they're all filled with the Holy Ghost, so they speak the word of God with
15: boldness.
9: That's what God is saying to us today. He's saying, speak the word of of God with boldness. Amen. Okay, I told you I got a lot more, but we skip by them. There's a lot about using the name of Jesus. See, all these are name of Jesus. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, see if you can see name of the Jesus. It's on there someplace. Too much there. Name of Jesus. It's on there someplace. Yeah. Okay. Name of Jesus Christ. I should have made it yellow. Uh, the name the name of Jesus Christ, this is how someone was healed. Men, he, I like this. This is them introducing Paul, that used to be Saul, that used to kill and crucify Christians. So they're trying to prove crawl. Well, Paul. He says, seem good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto you, with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have... Always been blessed because of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you been hazarded because you used the name of Jesus? Nah, not in America. Not yet. But if it's coming, we're prepared for it. We're the serious Christians. Okay, name of Jesus Christ. Now... <clears throat> Tomorrow night makes one week away. Solemn September assembly. What we're asking people to do is leave your man-made instruments at home. It's got to be a real shofar. It's got to be a real ram's horn. But we're asking you to bring your shofars. Come and Monday evening week, week, Monday, September the 6th, precisely, actually, it's at 7.44 p.m., look it up, at exactly sundown, we're all going to raise our shofars, and we're going to blow seven long, loud blasts on the trumpet. Why? Because it is the Feast of Trumpets, one. Two, is because the trumpet is a sign of war. Our nation has been torn apart by the devil, because the Christians said at home and didn't do anything. Well, this is a group of people that's saying, I'm not going to sit at home. I'm not going to do nothing. So we're going to declare war against the devil because we know that we have, we can do all things through Christ that strengthen us. We know that wherever two or more gathered in his name, there He's in the middle, in the midst of them. We know that one can put a thousand flight, two can put 10,000 flight. We know that we've been given all power over the enemy, over all scorpions and serpents and all serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. And we're going to blow those shofars and we're going to pray for 48 hours straight to our God. In case you weren't there last year, we set up a microphone. And we have a person with a stopwatch. And at the end of five minutes, your time is done, next person. You want to keep praying? and Many people will. Got to go to the end of the line. Five minutes is the maximum time. We saw people set. I remember this one little old lady. She came up she was praying she was praying in that you could barely hear her for the paper rattling but man I mean she knew how to reach the throne of God she was praying and kicking demons right and kicking demons left it looks like a spiritual battle up there she got done and she walked to the back of the end of the line she stood there now the line then is 25-30 people long you had to wait like an hour to get back up there to, to pray again but she got up there, next time it wasn't shaking so bad. She went to the back of the line. Next time she got up four long, she didn't even need a piece of paper. She's
7: good. Little old lady.
9: Little old scrawny lady. Not even 98 pounds. <laughs> oh, she's 100. Yeah, that's right. Then at the end of it, 48 hours later, we blow that shofar. And we are going to kick the devil out of this nation to the very best of our ability. Amen. If one can put a 1,000 flight, two can put 10,000 flight, what can 200 people? Fasting for 48 hours. These kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. fasting. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. So I encourage you to bring your shofar. Even if you don't have one come. And we are going to pray like you have probably never prayed in your life. Amen. Most people say they ain't never seen this kind of prayer. They ain't never been to this kind of prayer meeting. We started hold it, hold one down in uh, McAllen, Texas, and word came back. Well, people don't want to pay twenty-five dollars to go to a prayer meeting. Fine, we don't want you at our prayer meeting. Kind of people we want understand what we have to do. We're going to come. We're going to pray we we'll kick the devil in our nation. Kick the devil out of our nation. And you register right there. You go to watchmanstrumpet.com and you click register. Also, if you'd like to become a ministry member, this is where you're saying, yep, I agree with this ministry. I want to be a part of this ministry. You click that right there. And as Leslie said earlier, if you'll click like, share, and subscribe, that helps the algorithm to send us out to more people. Now, Bible says that we can put our name in the book of life. That's what John 3.16 is saying. Romans 3.23 says everyone has sinned. We, before we were born, we were born in sin. And then it is by grace where it is a gift to receive eternal life. It's a gift. It's a free gift and we get that gift by asking Jesus to come into our heart. And I'll pray in just a prayer, a prayer in just a minute to lead you how to get your name written in the book of life. Finally, also it's important that we repent and be baptized. So let's all say this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit I'm a sinner. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Christ. The Son of the Living God died on the cross. I rose three days later. I received His blood to wash my sins away. To write my name in the book of life. To keep me holy. holy. and And to save me in the day of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. Now if you just prayed that for the very first time, send me an email. Why? Because Matthew 10, 32 and 3 says, Whosoever confesses me before men, him will also confess before my Father which is in heaven. Whosoever denies me before men, him will also deny before my Father which is in heaven. It's important you to confess or to tell someone that you received Jesus. When you receive Jesus, then amazing things will start to change. And if you're online, if you'd like to support us, if you'll go down there, you'll see a little blue line. You can click on that and you can make donations and support us. If you're here in the room with us, then uh, we have blue baskets up here and you can come up and support what we're doing. But you know, you're not giving it the Spirit of Prophecy Church. You're not giving to Stan and Leslie. You give in to God. And like Malachi 4 3 says, if you give to God, he will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing and not be room enough to receive. You cannot outgive God. It's a man it's it's a it's a way to show God that you believe in Him. Lord, give us boldness give us souls put us in conversations give us the words to say to lead someone to you in in the in in the next 30 days at least one person perhaps many and also lord we ask you to fill up that solemn september assembly fill it up lord with the right people bring the right people keep the wrong people out in jesus name amen God bless you. Thank you for coming and thank you for watching. Sorry I went late. Not real sorry, but I'm a little sorry.